Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. In, in in Germany, the Wi-Fi is not better. <laughs> I've been to it's it's better than the jungle. It's better than London, but I think it's because the more powerful European countries, they built their um, their Wi-Fi systems and their networks like as soon as it came out. But now they're old, so they're not fiber optic. So in fact, places that are maybe not right here, but more poor that actually had to wait longer to get Wi-Fi, have better Wi-Fi. So are you in Berlin? No, I am in Leipzig. I, I, yeah, I am studying in Berlin, uh, filmmaking. Yeah. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's great, but not right now because we are all, <laughs> we are all at home. So there, there's no filmmaking. <laughs> right now there is no to, filmmaking right now yeah we have to do films uh, with our phones yeah <laughs> they 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 teaching us filmmaking via phone <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy yeah i'm with my parents right now oh but my goodness all the um sean bakers that would be tangerine <laughs> yeah so um <laughs> First of all, I loved your album. I <laughs> I listened to the album, the whole album, and Siren is my favorite song. Siren. Uh, first of all, oh, can you yay. tell me? Yeah. Siren. Can you tell me what inspired you to make this album? Well, when I was uh, 10, I invented my own planet, uh, much like how people invent an imaginary friend and but I invented an imaginary planet um, because it could come out of the ceiling at school and would protect me uh, uh, and I had sent from a hippie and hippie people in Italy to an American extremely difficult that transition Are you still there? Shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. There. <laughs> Did that work? Did it? Okay. Yeah. Thanks, honey. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but then, you know, we forget about our friends that we invent when we're little. Right? And get to adults and we go through all our problems and trauma. And then Planet, they found, they named a new planet, Planet Nine. And I just thought, It was, I don't know why the thought came to me. I thought I need to make music for my planet. That was my thought. I was kind of a strange thought. And then I had never made an album before. I had never worked. I mean, I was only in Hollywood. I didn't know other industries or how actually, how do people find someone to mix the sound or how do you do that in that world? And step by step, you know, I met these two French electronic producers that were fantastic I photographed them for their cover of their album, heard their music, and I was like, what? Because um, French electronic is kind of soft, right? And um, mm. they don't really listen to music very loud there. Like, they're always quite quiet with it. And whereas, you know, Berlin, it's like, ah, let's go, mm. which is great when you want that. But sometimes soft is nice, too. It depends on them. You know, you can blast CNN and have like a banger of a song, right? Um, like, ooh, I feel good. But you can also lay there and just let it wash over you. You can use it in two ways. And so when I decided to make music for my planet, 
I realized that I had to go back to that place that I created when I was a child, a place that healed me. And I knew that if it worked on me healing and making me feel better, that it would work on other people. And in the last two years, I wasn't able to release it um, because it just, I was fighting some bad men in the press all the time. And it wasn't like, oh, by the way, I have an album. And it wasn't, it wasn't the time. So 12 days ago, I was sitting here in the jungle and I just thought, we can't travel outside right now, but we can travel inside. And that's what Planet Nine does. That's a good explanation. <laughs> um, c- can you tell me, you're also an actress. I know you from the series Charmed <laughs> as Paige. Paige were my favorite character. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really love Paige. Um, can, can you tell me a few anecdotes from Charmed? Yeah. Um, well, one of the anecdotes was that I, they would hear me singing on the set. Uh, when I would get tired, I would kind of sing to keep myself awake or to entertain the sound man, whatever. And so they wrote an episode where I got to sing, where Paige got to sing. And that was really fun. I sang a, a song from the 1930s. And my favorite episode um, was probably a page from the past where my character goes back to meet her parents right before they get killed in a car accident. And very emotional and like, it, it was just a beautifully done episode. And it was just, you know, it was, we made so many people happy. And I feel like I raised you in a way. Like I raised, we collectively influenced and We're like good people to, to, to watch, you know, and everyone wants superpowers. I had the best powers. Let's be real. Um, I loved my powers. I loved orbing. I was, I sit on airplanes and I'm like, if I could just orb, I wouldn't have to sit here right now. So I think about that, you know, but I meet so many younger people that are like, you raised me. And I, I kind of feel like I did, you know, and that's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah, de- de- definitely. Definitely. Um, you you also did a, a short film. I know Dawn. I, I, I saw this. Dawn? Yeah. And oh, good. Yes. I, yeah. And, and I heard you want to direct a new movie. Can, can you talk a little bit about uh, filmmaking, about your experience love, as yeah. a filmmaker? Well, one of the great things about being an actor was, um, and I was discovered, so I never was trying to be an actor, um, but growing up, we were only allowed to watch classic films, European films, uh, movies from before 1961 in America, that was the cutoff point. So I'd had a deep knowledge of film and, and loved the, all of the filmmaking. And it took me a long time to realize that being in front of the camera I actually don't really like very much. Um, I prefer, I prefer using my brain and like you have to do so many different things all at once when you're directing, as you know, multitasking. And for me, I estimated, I worked on movie sets and TV sets for 57,000 hours. 
I calculated. And so when I directed Dawn, you know, people were like, oh, she's a first time filmmaker as if I had just walked in off the street and was like, yeah, camera. But it wasn't, it was very considered. And, um, it was very, and I know my filmmaking is accomplished. And I, I got asked a lot, what did you learn from the men you worked with? And I would say, with a couple of exceptions, what not to do. Because I, I would learn on there. And I wasn't working as an actress, I'd work with the department. I would work with the set designers. I would work with wardrobe. I would work with any, any group that would let me volunteer to work with them so I could learn the camera department, like so I could learn everything I could. Uh, so when it came time to make my own projects that I would just be very educated and it wouldn't be, I, I just wasn't interested in only being an actor because it takes empathy, it takes discipline and it takes emotion, but it didn't take my mind. And I have a very active mind that likes to solve problems. And on a set, you have a lot of problems all the time, just little or big, and you have to solve it, and you have to do it fast and still make art, right? It's all together. And casting, like the, the, the characters, the actors I cast in Dawn, to me, are incredible. And, you know, I learned a lot about casting even because it was the first time I was on the other side. And I noticed it was very, with film acting, it's extremely different than theater acting. And I would watch somebody when I auditioned them in the room and they would, I was like, oh, that's the girl who's going to play Dawn. Then I went home and I watched the film of the auditions. And I was like, there was a girl on it and I barely even noticed her when she came, like she didn't make that much of an impression when she came in the room. And then on camera, watching these tiny movements, and I was like, that's Dawn, not the, it, it was like, it, it taught me a lot, you know, and also just, I expected to be very nervous the first day on set. It was like, I felt like I finally was wearing pants that fit me right. And I was like, I could, and it was just fun and great. And I, I know how to treat a crew. That's very important, you know, and I learned how not to do that from the men I worked with who could often be very abusive to crew members. And I don't think it's okay to belittle anybody or make them feel small if you want great work, you know, raise everybody up and then hire very talented people. But also, you know, there's a problem, I think, with a lot of filmmakers, you know, a lot of male filmmakers, because predominantly who it is, um, where they're like, I'm really good at casting and I'm really good at directing actors and I'm really good at this. The other departments I've hired really great people, they'll take care of it which is true, but you still, it still has to be all of your ideas. If you want to have a cohesive, um, all in one piece where this is your name on something, you're the director, your fingers have to be in every department and you have to really care about everything equally because everything is important. Sound design is incredibly important. I redid the sound three times on Dawn to make it, you know, when, if you watch it again, talk to me, like every time the boy comes around, I have bird sounds or horns, or uh, something. It's almost like a subliminal warning. And so what that does is it makes the audience tense up, but they don't know why they're tense. And I also used some of the ending of the movie, like the very climactic, emotional scene, and I used some of it, when you press play, it starts at the end of the movie. But most people don't notice it, because most people don't pay attention to film until they see the, the title or the credit. And then they're like, oh, now I need to pay attention. The first three minutes, people are just getting their popcorn, getting their cell phone down, whatever. But I, you press play and it cuts right into this emotional scene. And what I, why I did that 
was because I remembered during 9-11 in America, it was my second episode of filming Charmed when that happened. And um, I remember watching TV and seeing the second plane come in and my body fell to the ground. But my brain was like, why am I on the ground? My brain hadn't figured out what my body had figured out. So I was sitting in the edit room for Dawn and I kind of thought, oh, I have such a short time because it's 20 minutes long to give people this sense of stress mm-hmm. so it doesn't feel like a trick at the end, you know? Um, so I, I stuck emotion and like uh, right in the beginning so it would hit people's bodies but not their brain, but it would give them this sense of stress to the whole movie. And people are like, I don't know why, but I knew he was going to kill her. I'm like, of course you did. I showed you it in the beginning. You just didn't notice it. So it's just audience psychology. And I'm lucky because, you know, when you're an actor, people stare at you on the screen, but we also, I stare back, you know, I'm like, oh, what's going, like audience psychology is also really important to filmmaking and um, understanding and sound what you do at times like that can sound design can and not overwhelming sound design. I like really kind of minimalistic, but really specific sound. And I did the set design myself, um, all the furniture, the whole house. It was filled with trash when I rented the house to film there and made it. And I wanted to say something about class differences. You know, the boy in the movie works at a petrol station, a gas station, and he's poor. And when he goes to Dawn's house, she's, it's kind of fancy. So he's sitting very stiffly you know, on her couch, like he doesn't want to get anything dirty. And I could say something in that way about their class difference without ever having to talk about it. And that's the power of set design. You know, there's, there's power, like every part of what you put on screen is telling, telling your story. It's not just there to look pretty. It's like it has to move the story forward and deepen the characters, give them, give them depth. So that's, that's kind of what I recommend doing. And it's super fun. And I hope I get to do it again. I don't know, because I kind of, Hollywood is pretty scared of me, but I met this great director named Mike Lee last summer in the Ukraine. And he's a British director and he's won a lot of Oscars for his British movies. And he said, remember Rose, it's world cinema. It's not Hollywood cinema. So I think I'll do another one and I'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think so too. I mean, Germans always have the problem in Hollywood. They cast as the bad guys. So Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 tight. It, well, women they cast as the the slut or the woman who washes their clothes. So, you know, yeah. the last script I I I understand what you're saying in my book Brave. I write about that very thing. I write about how the specific group of men working there has given everybody the mirror to look. Here's what you are as a German. Here's what you are as a woman. Here's what you are as black. Here's what you are as trans. But it's all told. In the directors' union, it's 95% men. And that hasn't changed since 1946. I'm mm. certainly not saying white men or men shouldn't be making movies. I'm just saying they shouldn't be making all of them. And I'm also saying the people that are making these movies in Hollywood, they need to be better. Because when we sit to watch something, your brain is open. You're like, ah. But a lot of the times I know the people behind the scenes and what they're putting in your brain. And it shouldn't be there. Those people's thoughts. Like the guy that directed Transformers, a horrible human, toxic, hates women. Uh, like, 
probably jerks off to explosions. Sorry. Uh, you know, stuff like that. And, 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 uh, when he puts out movies that make billions of dollars and tons of human see without thinking about how toxic this person's brain is and what his thoughts are doing to you. So it, I think it directly relates. And that's why I want Hollywood to be better and think better. My favorite Hollywood films are from when the Germans came to Hollywood uh, in the thirties, you know, to escape, to escape what was going on there. And that's the best, those are the best Hollywood movies ever. Billy Wilder, you know, I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah. Like, I, I, I we, German I and, and yeah, there's so many great German directors. I love Germany. I love Berlin especially, but I love Germany and I love how much you guys love cinema. Yeah. Yeah. We, we adore cinema the, the best we can. So, and yeah, I, I, I know the problem, but I hope the film industry will be better now. I hope so. I think it is getting better. Yeah. I've heard that, that, you know, I've heard from different people that things are better for them personally. So like a woman that works in a writer's room with other writers, she said, oh my God, Rose, it's the first time the men are listening to me. They can hear what's coming out of my mouth. And two actresses came up to me and they said, we feel safe on sets now. And I've had directors that I know sit down with other men and say, like, where are we've gone too far? How can we be better men? How can we be better humans when we're putting thought out for the world? And that's what really needs to change. It's like they need to just think more about, and I'm not saying everything, like that you can't make action films, but just don't make ones that are your personal messed up head of how you think about a woman or how you think about other people yeah. don't have that lead don't have the bad guys make movies basically just like it's like we've all worked at those places even if it's just a job you know after school where you're like oh this would be so great if it wasn't for that one guy or that one girl and everyone just puts up with it i'm like well if you get them out then the someone good can come up yeah <laughs> and and it worked so Uh, how do you see the current situation for the film industry? Do, do you think it will blow up many good projects or do you think there will be something new uh, coming from the minds? I mean, we're all stuck at home so we can create more. We can be more creative. Yeah. Yeah, if, if you have the luxury right now of not worrying about where your rent is coming from or your food or your food for your kids, then I think it's really important to take this time to think about who you want to be when you leave these rooms again. When you go back out into the world, you have a chance to be a new person. You have a chance to be who you really were meant to be before you got too busy and were just, and people take you one way so you just keep acting that way. I think we have a chance to really do a personal reset and think of like, it's like a coming out party. Like we open the door, we're going to be introducing ourselves to ourselves right now. And when we go back out, we have to introduce ourselves again to others. And I hope that everybody, especially Hollywood, does it in a healthier and better way because why not? What else are we doing? We might as well be better people. What else are we doing? You know, and that's what Planet Nine is very much for healing and for thinking. And it's an immersive experience. I shot all the visuals that go along with it. I just can't upload them because of Wi-Fi issues in the jungle. Mm. But when that 
comes out, uh, it's going to be an immersive experience. It's going to be in a dome and what people lay on their backs and the visuals will be all around them. And then it'll be 360 degree sound. And I'm not performing. It's just going to be their experience, but it's like me guiding them on a journey and they're coming along, but they're having their own free experience. And I want to bring art and film out of museums and galleries, which are very scary to a lot of people, especially Americans who are scared of it because they're just not raised with culture. They're just not. And it's, t- it's kept from them. And, there's, and it's seen as only kind of for wealthy people. And that's terrible because, as you know, art heals, right? It yeah, does. Yeah. It works. And yeah. it makes you think and it makes you study and it makes you feel differently. And, and if that's kept from a society, then that's a pretty sad society, which is why I don't live in America. But, you know, also all the visuals that I shot, I, I shot it digitally, but I used a 1950s prime lens. Um, on my camera and for one of my pieces I shot for the song lonely house the are you lonely on your planet are you lonely on the fringe I put a camera um, I took it to the top of my car and drove through a tunnel at like 140 kilometers an hour where they shot Blade Runner it was the Blade Runner tunnel and then I bathed it in purple lights so, and then I put it in slow motion. So the Lonely House video is a very slow journey out of this purple tunnel that eventually you get out of and you're like free. And it, that's kind of how I want people to feel about Planet Nine and how I want them to feel about themselves in general. And I know Planet Nine, um, it works on all ages. I tested it. I've been in the last two years testing it on different groups of people mm-hmm. and I tested it in Italy last summer on 85-year-olds, like literally 10 85-year-olds. I was like, let's see what happens to them. <laughs> but like they, they, they were laying, you know, under the stars in, in chair, you know, laying down. And when it was over, they were all like, they had a magical experience. And I tested it on my friend in Ireland. He has um, three 10-year-olds, triplets. And after they laid down... Uh, in front of the fireplace. It was in the winter. We put it on. They shut their eyes and they stayed the whole time. And afterwards they sat up and he asked them how it made them feel. And it was, this is the best review I could ever get. One 10 year old said, it made me feel home. And one said, it made me feel safe. And the other one said, it made me feel free. And that's what I want with my work. For me, was it like a journey? I mean, normally I listen to music when I close my eyes and I just concentrate on the music. And okay. in, in this phase, uh, there go so many images through my head. So, and, and that was with Planet Nine. It was a whole journey, a lovely journey. So... Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad you went on the journey and I made it, you know, um, I write kind of like my book and people always said, God, it's like a movie. I could see all the scenes and I hope I applied that to planet nine as well. So people could see their own thing. One of the things I'm working on is building a platform where you or anybody who listens to planet nine inspired by the visuals makes their own visuals for it. 
Um, I don't, like I have my visuals for it, but these are not the only visuals. I want to know what's in your mind and what's in your eyes and uh, how you can work um, for no money. to. Ma I made the album cost me money to make. Yes, it did. And I won't make that back because you don't make money in music. But the visuals cost me almost nothing because I know practical tricks and I don't like CGI except for like 2001 A Space Odyssey, things like that. Yeah. Um, that's... I'm still like, how the fuck did you do that? Yeah. Like, yeah. how did you do that? How did you do that? You know, it's it's like amazing. And uh, and you see like old Hollywood movies and you're like, they had to figure that out without having any clue how to do this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like, oh, I'll just, and now it's like, I'll do it in post. I'll do it in post production. And yeah. you're like, no, that's cheating. That's cheating. But people can make these visuals. I use karaoke lighting in my for the visuals that's how i made the tunnel purple i rigged a lot of karaoke lights along the way instead because i wanted to do everything myself instead of having a crew whereas dawn certainly was a crew it was a big production but um but for planet nine it really needed to be me and i really want to inspire people out there even if they've never made visuals for music before to hear something and be so inspired that they want to make their own art and their own planet nine so that's what I hope uh, with doing this interview, you will help me tell people and 20% of the profit. If you go to rosemcgowan.com and buy the album on there, 20% um, goes to women that are affected by domestic violence and their children right now. Mm -hmm. And I made a thousand dollars last week. Woo. Um, <laughs> off the money. Uh, from the album and I use that because I'm saying it's for COVID relief because right now um, yeah. the abuse is they're trapped in a house with the abuser yeah. and they can't get out and abusers are triggered by feeling powerless and this is really powerless this situation it's really horrible yeah. Yeah. so I thought how can I help and just with that thousand dollars I'm housing four women um, so it would be great. Send it to your friend to help spread the word. I'd be really appreciative. Uh oh, you froze. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. My yeah. <laughs> The, the, the Wi-Fi is really not the best. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I, I would say that I totally understand. No, it's really not. That, yeah. So thank you so much. Hi, you're back. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, the Wi-Fi is not so good. I, not I, so good. Want, I, I want to say thank you so much for that conversation. I'm really grateful <laughs> that I can finally meet you and yeah. I will tell people how much I love Planet Nine and I hope also that they love Planet Nine too. And I really hope the women get the help they need because we we all know all the reviewers all the filmmakers know what is wrong in hollywood and what have to change and yeah and we can yeah, all be yeah. better yeah
the, the, and I'm looking the, forward to your movies that you're going to make and the messages you're going to put out there and the beauty you're going to create for the world. And I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you, a good person, to make great film. Yeah. I'm proud. Okay, sweetheart. Have yeah. a good day. Bye. Bye.